All right, folks, welcome in to Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by our good friends over at Superbook Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn, at NBA Blackburn on Twitter, part of the Mile High Sports Podcast Network, and I am excited to hang out with my guy, Swipe a Cam. We're actually going to do something very interesting today. We're going to do a preview and then a recap after this game tonight. So we're going to go live twice. Uh, both in this particular time slot and then directly after the game, maybe like 30 minutes after the game, Swipe was going to do his show. I'll finish up my article and we're going to have a lot of fun with it. But uh, my guy, we are excited for this one. But unfortunately, we, we got to I think we got to go over game three, uh, at least you and me a little bit, just because there was there was a little bit too much that that I, I think there's there's at least a little to be concerned about for sure. Uh Let's talk about game three, if, if you can. I think because uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about this. We previewed it, but we, we didn't get a good chance to talk about this one together. What were your initial thoughts uh, from that game and, and, and where, where are you at? Uh, yeah, uh, you know, uh, I think some of us said that it's going to take 80 points from Devin Booker and KD to get a game. And they got 86 points. Um, Devin Booker shot 20 and 25 from the field. That was one of the best games I've seen a guard play versus Douglas in the playoffs. I probably have that behind Damian Lillard's 55 and 10 and Donovan Mitchell's 57 point game. Maybe yeah. the third best guard game I've seen versus the Nuggets. Um, you know, and then on the other side, you know, <laughs> Jokic had 30, 17, and 17 in a block. And the only player ever in NBA history to do something like that, like LeBron. Magic, all these players, Larry Bird, um, incredible. And Kevin Durant, 39 points, nine rebounds, eight assists. I didn't even think he played super well. He attacked a basket. But, man, like, you know, what, 16 free throws and 14 to 16 from the line. Uh, Then Jamal, numbers-wise, 32, 5, and 6. But he shot the ball 29 times. Uh, It was 13 to 29. And really the fourth quarter is kind of where everything kind of plummeted. So, I mean, I wasn't even mad, honestly, Ryan. I was like, and I, I guess, you know, mad is not even an operative word. I wasn't even upset with the Nuggets, per se. Like, they could have done something better, but Devin Booker was incredible. You know, you kind of tip your hat to guys when they play like that. So, definitely opportunity for the Nuggets to win. They missed some wide-open three-pointers down the stretch in the fourth quarter, but, you know, it is what it is. You knew the Suns were going to come out gunning in game three. There's no doubt. And, and because if you're the Suns, Game three is the time where you have to win or else you're going down 3-0 and you're never coming back from the series anyway. So that's that was this was their Super Bowl. This was where they needed to come out and get the job done. And I'm I'm seeing the chat here and it's it's, it's, seeing it once again. uh, There's a lot of Jamal Murray blame going on. There's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people that forgot that he got them into this game, that he was playing great for most of it, mm-hmm. had a couple times where he over-dribbled for sure, uh, and he sucked in the fourth quarter. I'm, I don't want to dispel that, but look, I, I think that there's a lot of folks, and, and I've, I've, been, I've been frustrated with the chats. I've been frustrated with the general discussion about this because everybody talks about Jokic like he's God. Everybody talks like, like he, he – didn't sometimes struggle in that first uh, in that first Minnesota series, and then ultimately had some great games. There's no doubt about it. But like Jamal was the guy that helped get them over the top in, in several of those games, and like I, I, it's frustrating to me because I, I look at this and I look at okay, Aaron Gordon and KCP combined to go four of seventeen in the game. Nobody's talking about that. 
why is nobody talking about that? Those are the other two starters that you've been counting on for the entire time. And Michael Porter was fantastic. He was great. Like he, that's, that's something where that is something where he hadn't been great in the first two games and then showed up in game three. And so hopefully that continues in the rest of the series, but we don't know. We don't know whether it will. I think with Jamal, I think we know he's going to be better. We know he's not going to shoot 29 times and only make 32 points in this next game. Like that's just not going to happen. I think he's going to involve and, I don't know. Like I, I get frustrated with the overall conversation around it because I he carried them in the first quarter in the first half. Yeah, I just think it's funny. You know, I think people again, you know, a lot as fans, right? And people that love watching the Nuggets play. And I think that there's a real criticism that Jamal was dribbling a little too much down the stretch that he should have probably passed it out of some of those actions and especially some of those pick and rolls, you know, and I think you know, I think it's a twofold thing. You know, some people say, well, Joker should have been more engaged when they got a switch and he had a small on him. But I think some of this is Jokic knows Jamal. And Jamal, at the start of the game, was getting isolation versus the bigs and he was cooking them. And in the third quarter, so Jokic backed out and be like, all right, Jamal, go ahead, eat, do what you got to do. And yeah. Jamal just missed some shots. So, which happens. You know, like, that's, that's just going to happen. I think the Suns made their shots and the Nuggets didn't. And I, I honestly think that this is more of a, a Nuggets defense issue rather than a Nuggets offense issue because think about all that happened and they still put up 114. Like it wasn't it wasn't like they had a bad offensive night or anything. And it, it just it just wasn't good enough this time around. So I, I I'm more worried about the defense than I am about the offense personally. And I think that Jamal has some of those issues as well. So like we're we're gonna get into all of it, but it, it is it is frustrating to for everybody to try to boil it down to like, oh, yeah, it's just this or it's just this. There, there's a lot of it. Everybody can play better. Well, Jamal was is one of 15 from three in his last two games. He was shooting 46. Which sucks. Three, and then he plummeted to 37. And I'm saying, y'all, right now, I'll, whatever the over is on the, the Jamal Murray threes, take the over tonight uh, because I guarantee you he is not going to shoot bad that bad from three. And, again, three for 15 and they won, and then 13 to 29, and they barely lost. And, again, a couple of those shots go down down the stretch. We're having a completely different conversation. So, yeah, Jamal is still growing as a point guard, and you can tell. Some, like I even said it, you know, on, on Twitter, you know, I think he needs a little bit more Steph Curry in the game at times, a little more off-ball movement. But, you know, it happens. Like, Golden State Warriors fan, they complain about Steph Curry not being aggressive enough far too more often than people realize. So, I think it's just, you know, you're working through the playoffs and trying to figure out how to get there. So I expect a better Jamal tonight. Yeah, no doubt. It's, it's going to be a little bit different. I, I also want to mention that the bench for the first time uh, was a was a big minus this time around. And it was, it was hard for me to point, down, point out to, like, why that was specifically. Oh, well, like Kevin Durant and Devin Booker starting in the fourth quarter in a 7-0 run was a part of yeah, that. That was, yeah, that was definitely part of it. There's no doubt about that. Um Bruce Brown missed a clutch three in that mm-hmm. middle of that fourth quarter where you're, you're running down the left lane. I was thinking to myself, and I remember that stat where NBA University put out that he's like 50% from the right corner and he's 13% from the left corner. Crap. Wish he was on the other side of the lane this time, but it is what it is. Uh, no, it's, it's it's sometimes it just that's just how the cookie crumbles. And and Phoenix earned that game and, and they mm-hmm. they played a bunch of minutes, they played a bunch of guys. There was an opportunity where I thought Jamal drew a charge on Devin Booker, and it was a clear charge. It, even even the head of officiating said it was. Apparently not. <laughs> I guess guess not. But it's um, it's very very frustrating on that. But look, I mean, 
I think that everybody's going to play a little bit better in game four. I think that the Nuggets know what the counters were that the Suns made, and that's going to be a little bit different this time around and the, right. the things this time around. Well, let me ask you this. They went to Jock Landale over DeAndre Ayton, and mm-hmm. there's been a lot of discussion about Ayton throwing a hissy fit during that game three and after that game three. Where are you at with that, and is that something that Denver can, can try to take advantage of here? I just think it's hilarious because Monty Williams is, you know, sometimes like Coach Michael Malone, for instance. Um, Michael Malone has a better relationship. I, I would say a much better relationship with MPJ than he does with, you know, Monty and, and DeAndre Aiden. They've never yeah. had a fallout like that, that game seven last year, right? Yeah. But MPJ knows situationally that Bruce Brown will close over him at times because of defense or whatever. The problem is Aiden doesn't have that relationship with Monty and Aiden was already getting booed by the Suns fans. There's stuff happening in the media. People are asking questions about his effort. And then on top of that, he has, uh, you know, a couple bad plays, and then they take him out for Jock Landale. And I'm just like, bro, I, they need Aiden in this series. And if Aiden is not mentally there, you have no chance. So I feel like Aiden definitely could have played better. I just don't love the way that he's kind of being scapegoated. Like, he's the core of the Phoenix Suns' issues, but – I mean, he excuse me, bless you. Yeah, he has to play better tonight, man. But I'm not gonna lie, bro. When I ha- I saw I saw as soon as as soon as Jokic got that the the ball got tipped out of eight in hand, Jokic got that floater. I knew as soon as Monty went down the line that Landale was coming in. I was like, bro, I don't know how they're gonna stop this. It's funny, man. Like it, it is interesting. I, I do think that they they found some good things with Landale, just doing the right stuff within their offense and executing what they wanted to execute. I'm surprised that Joker didn't go to the post a little bit more in that situation. I'm surprised that he didn't try to like, I mean, there were, there were times where I thought he would be a little bit more aggressive, but they, they strictly went to two man game in that section with, with a bunch of Jamal Murray ball handling. And like, I thought that that was the wrong decision, but I also know that like, it's not just Jamal's call in, in that situation. Like they can, they can dictate it. Like, Hey, we think that you should probably try to get the ball to Joker in the post. Jamal's not like he's not. I see a lot of like he's selfish. He's, he would definitely pass the ball to Jokic. Where did we? Where did the switch on Jamal come from though? Like I just think he's so funny. Like when, when has he? When, when was he ever known as a selfish player? Like and you know it's not selfishness. There, I think what people have to realize about basketball sometimes, uh, Ryan, is they have a system. Their system is built around in the fourth quarter in a clutch situation, a two man hand. Yeah, When Jamal has his shot going, which he did in the first three quarters, sometimes he's going to be a little more aggressive as a scorer or as an on-ball creator. But again, the game before, when he didn't have it on, he had the, he was forcing the ball to Joker, and Joker had to get him into some action just to get him to take a couple shots. So right. it's just figuring out your rhythm. And Jamal, again, he's 26 in his age, but he basically missed two seasons. So if you have all that, he's a little deb- behind in some ways, but he's still playing incredible. I just – I think sometimes people just have to like take a step back and be like, Jamal is they're figuring stuff out as they go, but they still have the same complaints about Devin Booker. If, if tonight, if they lose this game and Devin Booker can't, if he goes one for six down the stretch, they're going to have things to say about Devin. Like Devin, you got to get a better shot here. You can't try to keep hitting contested mid range two pointer, even though that's a shot profile. But that's just what happens in basketball. 
Yeah, there's no doubt. And maybe it was uh, <laughs> maybe it was Joker getting hit in the nuts. Maybe maybe that was it. Maybe, maybe campaign was just maybe took Joker out of his rhythm or something like that. But I I don't know. Like it, and I hope people don't have this as me coming across like Joker was fantastic in this game. He was unbelievable. This was more of a stylistic choice that I think Denver would have benefited from rather than rather than anything else. That's that's all I'm trying to say on this front. Uh, and and I also I always think that Joker should be the guy who who dictates a lot of that stuff. And I felt like Jamal was was dictating it for sure. Uh, if Joker doesn't, then Jamal will is is kind of where the two man game comes from. So we Rob, will see. We wrap up game three. What are your thoughts on the first 30-17-17 game in NBA history? I mean, it's unbelievable, man. He, I, I noted the passing in that first quarter. He had like seven or eight assists in that first quarter. I thought, holy cow. Like those, some of the passes that he's throwing, it's unbelievable. And the blind pass that he threw to KCP in that second quarter, when he came right back into the game, he's just standing at the top of the key. Nobody has any idea what's coming. And like the, the funniest reaction was Kevin Durant because mm-hmm. it was like, oh, shit, like just waiting for the ball to come past his face. Like it was hilarious to see. And like I, I love when Joker gets into the passing mode. There's no doubt about it. Unfortunately, I just I think that there were there were more opportunities for him to put up points. And that's not like it's not a criticism. It's just it's just a stylistic thing. Like, how can you criticize the first 30, 17 and 17 game? Like, what was anybody doing in that situation? But no, he's, he was fantastic, man. He's unbelievable. And, and it is funny that like Booker gets deservably as much love as he does for the game that he had. And Joker may have had a statistically better game. Well, I've well, said it multiple times. I think it's great. It's 47 is. There's no comparing to a 30-17 output yeah. from a center in an NBA playoff game. And on 19 shots, he had 30 points. You know, so – and then if Aaron Gordon hits that three-pointer, if Michael Porter Jr. hits that three-pointer, if Jamal Murray hits that three-pointer, we're looking at 20 assists. <laughs> 20 yeah. from a center. So, again, man, we're just – you know, it's just great. But I don't know. Ryan, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm so excited for game four. I think game four is going to be great. Well, I, I was curious. I was going to ask this one question here. Just one game, or or should Nuggets fans have some concern about, about where the series is going? The Suns are a good team, y'all. Uh, newsbreaker. Uh, like, they have two great scores. And their whole formula is Devin Booker and Kevin Durant going off for winning. And they scored 86 points together. So I'm saying that if they don't do that, they don't win. So the Nuggets, on the other end, they are 2-1. and one. They have two double-digit wins, and they have an opportunity to get a three-to-one game lead tonight in Phoenix. And again, you have Joker, who literally, I think, again, I think in this game, I think Joker is going to turn on that score mode because he's going to try to put him away and get it back, get it done in Denver. So Jamal also was one of 15 from three. Jamal's been one of the best three-point shooters off the dribble, off the step back, off the catch, and pull up in the playoffs. And he went one of 15 in the last two games. So, you know, I think it's going to be a good game. But again, the Nuggets have four games to win two. That's the thing I I want people to realize, too. They have four more games to win two more games to get the series. No doubt. No doubt. They can make that happen. And I I think that that's probably the right call. Even if Denver does lose game four, they still have two more home games, like in this Mm -hmm. series. Like that's that's always a a great, exciting thing about having home court advantage and about taking care of business when you need to. 
Uh, Denver, if they get one, then they have an opportunity to close this thing in five. Uh, if they don't get one, then they still have an opportunity to win both of the home games, and that's going to be okay. But I think that I, I could get the sense that there's there's some momentum building behind the Suns right now, and deservedly so because, I mean, they when you see 47 on 20 of 25, you're like, holy cow, can they actually stop them? I think that Denver will be better defensively in game four, and, and we're, we're going to see how. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree. Should be good. All right, folks, let's take a break here. When we come back, we are going to discuss game four, previewing it in full. But first, everybody, this podcast, as you know, it's brought to you by our good friends over at Superbook. Baseball is back. The push for postseason is here for hockey and for hoops. Make it all count this spring with Superbook Sports. Superbook is the best wagering app around with a direct line to experienced bookmakers behind the counter in Las Vegas. Plus, get a $250 bonus when you sign up deposit, and wager in the same day. Don't let spring pass you by without winning money with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. We will be right back on Pickaxe and Roll. Pickaxe and roll. Ryan Blackburn here. Weekends with Swipa edition of this pod. Again, if you weren't in the chat initially, we are going to do a recap tonight as well of this game. Uh, figured don't want to necessarily wait until tomorrow to actually recap it. And Swipa, we we have we're not going to do takes from the future today, so we got to do takes from the future tonight. Should be a lot of fun. I'm excited for where that goes and and what the Nuggets ultimately do here. Uh, but now we got to preview this bad boy. We got to talk about this game. It's tonight at 6 p.m. Mountain Time for everybody in this Denver time zone. Uh, there's a variety of questions that the Nuggets have to answer, of course. Uh, I think the Suns, when they went all offense as much as they did, made things easier for Denver or, or for, for the Suns to, to score as much as they had to. And they did. They got the job done at home. So my question to you is, can the Suns replicate their offensive performance from game three? Yeah, I mean, they could be even better offensively. Uh, once yeah. again, they didn't shoot well. They shot 25% from three, 47% from the field. Something like that? Something like so that. So if that's the case, yeah, I mean, they can play better, and I think they will. But again, a lot of this comes down to, again, Porter was 6-10 from three. Jokic was 1-2 from three. And outside of those two players, nobody else on the roster, for the most part, really shot super well. So I think a lot of this comes to Murray was getting downhill, attacking the basket in the first half. Jokic has an opportunity to cook inside. Porter, I think he's going to get more touches today because he deserves more touches and because he played really well last game on limited touches. So um, I think that they can definitely play better. But I think it this kind of game to go up 3-1, it requires you to play better. So if the Nuggets are serious about that, then they're going to have to play better. That's what it's going to take to beat the Suns at home. Yeah, Suns, like, and with, with the Suns playing on the offensive side of the ball, they they did shoot 50% from the field, uh, got 16 of 18 from the line, but only two guys took free throws, and 16 of those came from Durant and two came from Booker. Right. I wonder if Denver can prevent Durant from getting on the line as much as he did. Uh, some of those calls by Zach Zarba I thought were a little bit a little bit weak, a little bit weak, not going to lie. But 
it, it is what it is. Like some, sometimes it's just going to happen when you're a star in your own home building. Uh, for Booker, though, like Denver, they, they've got to come up with some stuff there. I'll talk about that in the next question. But the guys that I want to focus on, uh, the Suns played 10 guys. They played five off their bench. Uh, but Josh Okogie in their starting lineup played 10 minutes. Tory mm-hmm. Craig, Craig played three minutes. TJ Warren played 26. Jock Lando mm-hmm. played 22. Shamit 25. And Terrence Ross, 14. They went offense. They went with guys that they could try to score. And Denver could not ultimately stop them. They could not ultimately get enough stops in, in this particular setup. I think that Denver's going to adjust. I think that they're going to try to come up with some better ways to slow down Booker, maybe double him a little bit more. Maybe they'll they'll try some different shading on, on where they try to force him. Like they try to force him to his left a little bit more. I thought he went to his right a little bit more in this last game. Uh, but we're going to see. We're, we're going to find out. And there's a lot to like, – Devin Booker's game is great. So if you're the Nuggets, how do you stop Devin Booker? How do you slow down Devin Booker? Not just – letting him get free run and transition for starters. Yeah. Um, they were blitzing, um, and Devin Booker especially, um, the Nuggets in transition, whether it be pull-up threes off of live ball turnovers or pull-up threes off of misses or just even getting to the to the restricted area. Like, you just can't do that. So some of this is is you want to give those easy opportunities. Don't give them as many as they did last game and limit those opportunities they have. And then on the other side of this, I think that they're going to double Booker a lot more on the ball. Um, I do expect them that they're going to trap him. You know, some of this is not dare KD to beat you, but a lot of this is you're going to be trapping and shifting between KD and Booker and basically telling Aiton and Warren and Payne and whoever else is on that roster that you're going to have to get more shots up this game because we're not going to give them the same kind of shot profile and especially the volume that they had. Uh, and then with the bench, some of this is just going to have to rebound better with, with Landale on the court. You know, that was one of the things he did. He was fighting for – extra possession, even though the Nuggets won the rebounding battle. So, again, I want people to understand that Nuggets won the rebounding battle. They won the free throw battle, but they still lost the game on the margins on some other things. And some of this is the Suns just had, like, three less turnovers than the Nuggets. So, I think they're going to put more pressure on the ball. I would pick up Devin Booker full court, especially if he's going to play as much as he is. Because, again, you want to get him as tired as possible. We're running actions on him at the other side, and we're picking him full court when he's on offense. Yeah, there's no doubt that I, I think your point about transition is really, really good. I think that Denver, in, in this case, they're going to have to do what got them there. They're going to mm-hmm. have to be a def, a disciplined defensive team. Uh, KCP's got to play better on that end. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Christian Brown, five fouls in, in this last game. And in 10 minutes, Bruce Brown had three fouls. Uh, Denver, they've, they've got to be disciplined. They have to defend without their hands. They have to defend – uh, with their body as much as they can and and be physical without fouling. That's a hard balance to strike when you're on the road. There's And especially if you're, let's say, Christian Brown and you're a rookie going up against Christian Brown and, or going up against Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Like that's going to be a really tough uphill battle. Uh, I think that Denver can do it, but it's going to take everybody. It's going to take a really strong effort from everybody. And I think that Denver – Played a little bit of drop with Jokic when Devin Booker was in the pick and roll. They probably can't do that going forward. Like, got to be aggressive. Jokic has to be up at the level as much as he can be. And and whether it's a physical thing or not, like, I, I think that he's got to be as engaged and, and involved in that defense as possible. And I, I don't think he was as engaged and helpful in the defense uh, 
this last time around, though he did have 17 rebounds. So that obviously helps make up some of that difference. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely the defensive intensity on the perimeter, KCP, Bruce Brown, Christian Brown, Aaron Gordon, Jeff Green, and Jamal Murray. You know, a lot of that's going to be your responsibility to make sure you're doing that. Uh, and then also just not giving easy shots. Like, that pull-up at the end of the third quarter, Ryan, was unacceptable. Like, yeah. And then they lost Devin Booker at the start of the game in the first quarter in transition. They lost Cameron Payne in transition for a wide-open three-pointer. Those three plays, that's the game. So yeah. you just can't do stuff like that. And, you know, Michael was responsible for one of those. I think Jamal, uh, and I can't remember the last one. So, again, just stuff like that you have to clean up, especially when a team is desperate playing at home. Let's now talk about Jokic, Murray, and MPJ. Uh, Jokic, obviously, 30-17-17 last game. Murray, 29 shots, probably going to take fewer than that this time around. But – uh, you, you never know. Like maybe, maybe he just goes twenty of twenty nine in this game, and we we have a a completely different game. And maybe that's maybe that's the thing. That'll be fun. Uh, but let me ask you this: Where where are you at with this trio, and and what are your expectations for uh, one or each of those guys? Yeah, they all shot really well. Um, I think Murray and Porter. Porter had three turnovers without having any turnovers in the playoffs. Three yeah. turnovers, two in the first quarter. All of them came when he was getting outside of the framework of the offense. So for me, it's Porter gets more opportunities within the framework of the offense. Murray, it's not about dribbling less. It's about seeing the court better at certain times and maximizing the personnel. Because just because you have Aiton or Landale on you doesn't mean that's just a one-on-one matchup for you. That means that's a one-on-one matchup for Joker. And if Joker puts the ball up, then you got AG and MPJ on mismatches up for the offensive rebound. And I know they know that because, again, you see Joker, one of the reasons that when Murray gets it on isolation, he'll then wait for a shot to go up, cuts to the rim, get an offensive rebound. So they're in sync with each other. But some of this is just better point guard for Murray, perhaps, in this game. And I think on the other side of this, Joker, I think Joker is knows that the game is going to call for him to be a little bit more dominant as a scorer. And, again, 30 points, 19 shots, great. But, again, 39 points in the last game. On how many shots did he have in the game before? I think it was 26. I think yeah, it was, like it, was a, it was in the mid-20s, I'm pretty sure. Right. So I think you're going to see more of that. I think that's about where Joker's going to be tonight. That would be great. That I think that you have to have your star show up in a big way. Obviously, it was a little bit funny in this last game. But, I mean, this, this team has seen a bunch of game threes and game fours together. I think people forget uh, there, there's a lot of opportunities for – those guys to show what their experience has been like and then to like take advantage of these opportunities. I think back to uh, the double or the quadruple overtime loss to Portland in 2019, mm-hmm. where 36 hours later, you got to turn around and you got to get a dub and you do, and, and you win in that game four and even up that series. And both Jokic and Murray were fantastic in that game. So Denver has opportunities here to, uh, right the ship a little bit, play a little bit better. I think that Murray, one of the things that I think bothered him in this last game was that when Okogie plays only 10 minutes, when Torrey Craig plays only three minutes, and you're taught, okay, they've got their offensive guys in. I should be aggressive in this matchup. It's a, it's a great opportunity for me. I think that that's probably got to change a little bit. That mentality's got to change a little bit. And he will be better with that this time around. There's no doubt. But I think getting off the ball is a good idea. I think that running around on the the baseline and, and curling around screens and flaring out, that's a good idea, trying to free himself up that way. Got himself free that way in a lot of ways in game one. 
And and there's mm-hmm. I think there's an opportunity there for him to continue to do that. But for Porter, I, I was happy to see him just just letting it fly from three in some of these moments. The one three that he hit where he was uh, under the basket. And Bro, then, no, hold on. Time out. Time, start, <laughs> start that story off right. It was an out-of-bounds play. Yeah, out-of-bounds play. They called it for him. <laughs> Bro, he went to the pin down from yeah. literally from underneath the basket, curled around on a dribble handoff. Bro, Jokic was like almost at the free throw line. <laughs> Handed him the ball. He took two giant steps fading away to his right, was able to kick. Bro, I was like, dog, ain't no Ooh. way this man's that good of a shooter. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And if, if if he's going to be shooting it like that, he's so capable of it. And like, if they are going to put weaker defenders on him, because that's the fact of this, is that we can talk about Murray all we want to. We can talk about Jokic all we want. But they've been putting weaker defenders on Porter for the entire series. And Denver hasn't – they didn't take advantage of it in the first two games. They did take advantage of it in game three, but it was probably a little bit too late – I think that if game four, if this rolls around and they've got TJ Warren guarding him, like, what are we doing, man? <laughs> like, right. run him around screens and get him free so he can hit some shots. And if you do end up getting stops, find that man in transition so that he can hit some wing threes because those are his favorite plays, and they are they are the biggest boost to Denver, I think, just, just over everything, uh, getting him out in transition and hitting a big-time bucket. Bro, <laughs> and then – he had the cut from the top of the key to the oh my god <laughs> dunked on Kevin Durant. I'm just like, bro, like this dude is so freaking talented, man. It's just, you know, the Nuggets have just really been slow in how to integrate him in their offense sometimes. But again, I expect Porter to also play well today because I think he's now kind of feeling it. You know what I mean? He got his first good game in the series. I think he's on the rhythm. I also think that him, Jokic, and Gordon, they need to dominate as rebounders today. They like Gordon, especially he's, he's been a little bit weaker as a defensive rebounder, but mostly because he's he's on Kevin Durant a lot of the yeah. time, but Gordon had six offensive rebounds and only three baskets, which is just, that's just not good enough. Like he absolutely has to be better and more efficient in, in these particular times and KCP. I'm not sure what I expect. Like his is basically, Hey, do I get the open shots from three or don't I? He mm-hmm. didn't in this last game, and that's fine. Uh, but he's got to be better there. In, in general, like I just I think that Denver's got to shoot better. Like, will they sure. shoot better is a major question in, in this particular game because two of twelve from three outside of the big three, and Murray and and Yo- I mean Jokic was one of two. Murray was one of six. So you could even boil it down to hey, uh, Denver was four of twenty outside of Michael Porter. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. That's just not good enough, and and Denver's got to be better there. So will they be better there, Swipe Up? Yo, they shot 26% in game two. Then in the Nuggets in game one, they had a good shooting game. They shot 43%, and then I think they shot 25% in game three. So yeah. they shot uh, 30, 33% in game three. So I think that, again, I think they're going to have a good shooting game today because they need to, but also, like, you just can't keep missing. Like, you know, at some point in time, those shots are going down. And KCP, Jamal, uh, even Bruce, like even Bruce on some of those spot-up attempts, like they have such good looks. And I think Aaron's probably going to hit one today because he's been a little cold too. So I do expect the shooting to be better. I don't think it's going to be like 45 44%, but 38 39% I think should be a reasonable ask. There's no doubt about it. And, like, 
it, that's that's what it boils down to. And Denver, their their system is a lot more holistic in that where Jokic is going to spread the ball around. Murray, as as often as he gets called selfish, like he's he's not like he, he tries to set up teammates as well and has had a better passing season than he's ever had before. Denver's entire ethos is about sharing the basketball. And I think they're going to get back to that. I think they're going to try. Uh, they called a couple of plays at the beginning of this last game for Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter specifically. It didn't go well. Maybe that's one of the reasons why it then became so Jokic and Murray centric for, for much of the game was that the, the beginning of this game, Denver couldn't really score. They couldn't really do much and nobody was hitting shots. So it's going to be fascinating to see what it looks like, but I am, I'm very curious to see whether Denver can get that done. Um, all right, my guy, let's wrap this up with some predictions here. Uh, what are your, where are you at? Where, where's your mentality at with this? And then do you think that the Nuggets end up getting it done? Because we, we both predicted a win the last time, and that didn't right. go well. Yeah, I mean, Phoenix is desperate. I think the Nuggets, if they want to do what they need to do and keep the series uh, as well. The Nuggets have not dealt with series pressure yet. I think they want to also kind of keep that going. I think they win tonight because this is almost a must-win game for what they want to accomplish, not in terms of like on the series, but for what they want to accomplish, I think they need to win because they need to keep Phoenix at bay. Like you don't need any, you have like, tell them basically you almost have no chance. You, you know, you got two great players, but you have no chance. Um, I think, I think Jokic is going to have a great scoring game today. I think Murray's going to shoot a little better, maybe on a little less volume. Um, I think Booker and is still going to have a good game. I don't think he can have a, a 40-plus game, but I don't think you can also just keep allowing that. They had two scores over double digits last game. You know, like, there's just no point. Like, oh, I don't need – we don't need to let you do this. So, um, I do think the Nuggets win tonight. I would say score prediction uh, – I'm going to say one, 113 to 109 tonight. Denver. It's funny. I was going to say 115 to 110. Uh, for for Denver and and I I think that you're right about this I I think that Denver they've got more I think they've got more avenues to get better than where the Suns do that's the most important thing uh like it's just it's just going to be fascinating to see how how Murray responds to this like I I still don't think that he played great in this last one and he has an opportunity to make good on that he has an opportunity to be better and like he's always responded in these situations and I think Jokic like Every time he needs to, every time he needs to raise his game, he does every single right. time, and and it's very very rare that he doesn't actually do that. And I, I think this time around, where they're trying to, where they are trying to, it's just I, I think that he's going to go for forty. I think that Joker goes for forty. I think that that's that's where. That's where I'm kind of at with this is that as opposed to previous times, well, that's what I was trying to say. Jock Landell, DeAndre Ayton, like that matchup is going to be a little bit different. And I think the Joker is going to start to force double teams in a manner that he really hasn't really in these playoffs because so many of these, so many of these teams have been just trying to slow his passing down. And it led to 17 assists in this last game. And I think it could have led to 25 just with the the number of open shots that Denver missed and the number of opportunities that I think they missed. So we're going to see what it looks like. But I think that Jamal will play better. I think he's going to shoot way less. I think the Joker will shoot way more. I think that Porter will have about the same game that he did. I think that Gordon will play better. And that 
to me, that's enough of a combination to uh, get this dub. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I mean, Joker could have a 40-20 game tonight. And it could just, none of that's out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. It's just like it's just a thing. It's just a thing that can happen. And that's that's hilarious to say. But we are going to have to see. Um, folks, I, I think I think that's going to do it on this particular episode, unless you've got anything else you want to talk about, Swipa. No, that's it. we got plenty to talk about after the game. You know, if it goes well, we're going to be on for 50 minutes, bro. So, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's lock it in. 100%. Michael hit that outro music for us. That is going to do it for this episode of Weekends with Swipa, uh, brought to you by Superbook Sports. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. We have fun on this show. We are doing our best, and I think that the Nuggets are going to we're gonna come back out strong, and it's going to make us look like geniuses. It should be a lot of fun. When has Jokic ever let you down, man? That's, that's, where, that's where we're at with this. So it should be very fun. As long as Joker doesn't have to win it on the free throw line, Ryan, we should be good to go. Hey, man, like we're going to see Tony Brothers, baby. Tony Brothers, I forgot to mention that. He's going to score 40 in the Tony Brothers game. Oh, my God. <laughs> we will see. Everybody, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to this podcast. We will be back tonight for the recap. Should be good. See you.